Well, welcome to Downtown Harbor Church, everyone. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. Did the announcement guy really say sign up for our next small group? We don't know when it will be, but sign up anyway. That sounds about right here at the old DHC, huh? Well, I'm so excited to be here with you guys as we are kicking off this four-week talk, series, conversation, whatever you want to call it, called Less of Me. And one of the things we're doing is kind of taking a look at, hey, how do we actually do and respond to what Jesus said? How do we actually put ourselves second in life? How do we actually not elevate our own selves and put ourselves second and put others above ourselves? Because if we were probably being honest with each other, we could just agree that this was true, right? That in life, in humanity, there's a common thought process. This is just true of people, human beings, right? And then the, and the common thought process that is so common and kind of woven throughout humanity, woven throughout human beings is this, is that we tend to think something about life. We tend to think something about life and how it actually goes day by day. And here's what we think, even though this is subconscious and we may not say it out loud, right? But here's what we tend to think, that life is about me. That at the end of the day, that life is about me. That I live throughout my daily life to get more money, to have more relationships, to have a bigger house. And we want to do that, right? We want to advance ourselves, that life is about me. We see this in the earliest onset of human beings, right? If you're a parent in the room, you know this. I'm currently not a parent yet, but I have a dog, and she experiences this. But let's just kind of talk about this for a second, right? This is exhibited in children, right? You see this in the earliest human beings that we encounter. Why? Why do we see it in kids? Because they don't want to share, okay? And if you're about to be a parent, you understand this. Or if you're, you know, maybe an educator in the room, you're going, these kids don't like to share with each other, right? Life is about them. You specifically know this if you've ever encountered teenagers, right? If you've ever, maybe you have a teenager at home and you're like, oh my dear God in heaven, okay? Like life is about them, their wardrobe, their car, whatever that is, life is about them. And furthermore, we tend to think, okay, well, we're all going to get over the hurdle, right? As soon as we, you know, leave those teenage years and we become adults, sure enough that we're all going to get over that hurdle. Well, adults, right? We tend to think that people should be over it by the time they're adults, that life is about them, but it isn't. Specifically in South Florida, if you haven't looked around, a lot of us tend to just walk through life and go, life is about me, even if it's subconsciously. So here's a question for you. What would happen if we took that thinking, that mindset, right? What would happen if we took that and flipped it? What would happen if we flipped that thinking? What would happen if we actually reversed that and said, life is not about me. I'm going to go and invest in other people. I'm going to go and give my life to someone else. What if we flipped that thinking? It's not just a good idea to flip the thinking. It's not just a good idea to have this conversation. We do this for a very specific reason. We do this, and we spent 12 weeks, right? I miss my props up here. If you've been around DHC, you know that I miss my props today, right? We spent 12 weeks going through this series called The Big Story, culminating in Jesus, who is the risen Messiah, the Savior of the world. The reason that we flip this thinking is because Jesus has called us to flip that thinking. Jesus said, no, 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 no. If you want to put yourself first, you're always going to lose. How can you put others before yourself? Matthew chapter 20, it says this. This is so key, right? He's talking to followers of his, some of his earliest followers. And here's what he said. But among you, followers of mine, those who call themselves followers of mine, but among you, it will be different. 
Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a what? A servant. Give your life for someone else and then you'll actually be a leader. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. It goes on. For even the Son of Man, for even Jesus himself, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, I didn't even come to be able to actually, you know, go on a throne or be, you know, puffed up. I came to serve other people. Me, the Son of Man, I came to serve others. If I can serve others, then you can serve others. So if this is true, if what Jesus said is true, and I totally believe it, if he calls us to have less of ourselves and to give ourselves for another person, to put others before ourselves, then we have to understand something, right? Because if this is true, we have to learn to do something. If this is true, then we have to do what? Live to serve. This is a slogan that is sometimes overused, sometimes joked about. In fact, let's just put that on the screen. Live to serve. In fact, sometimes I'm sitting around with our volunteers or we're sitting having a conversation and we're talking about service. And you know, one of the things that I say, and I've been doing this quite a while, I've been a part of a local church now on staff for 18 years. Here's one of the things that I've said. I've said, you know what, I'm kind of tired of serving. I'm ready to live. <laughs> right? But the truth is, the fact of the matter is, is that this is true. This idea of living to serve. So what does that look like then? If we are going to live a life of service, living a life of putting ourselves below someone else, what does that look like? Well, it means that in some way, shape, or form that you are to give yourself to a cause bigger than yourself for what? For free. And do you know what that's called? Here's what, and, and by the way, first of all, let me just give a disclaimer here. We're going to talk about this for about the next 20 minutes or so. Whether you choose to do that here at this local church or in your community or at another local church, I don't care where that is. It doesn't necessarily have to be here. We hope that it would be. But you have to figure out what it looks like in your life to volunteer and to experience volunteering. And to experience this idea that you can give yourself to a cause bigger than yourself for what? For free. Because did you know something about volunteering? And by the way, um, I know a little bit about volunteering. I started as a volunteer in a local church some 19 years ago. I was a, a small group leader for kindergarten and first grade boys. That's how I got my start here in the local church. But here's one of the things that I know about people, human beings, humanity, society, culture, our community, right? Here's one of the things that I know. Most people do not volunteer for anything. They don't. It's just a fact of life is that most people don't sign up to volunteer. So then I started to ask myself this question. If that is true and people don't sign up to volunteer for anything, putting themselves first, right, and others not, you know, below themselves, if most people don't sign up to volunteer for anything, I started to ask myself a question. Why don't people volunteer? Why don't people volunteer? What's the number one reason or the number one excuse that people give related to volunteering? Especially because Jesus called us to serve other people, to serve those around us. Why don't people volunteer? Well, the first answer is this. In time. People go, I can't, give it, I can't give my time. My time is too valuable. I'm too busy making money, right? I'm too busy making deals. I can't give of my time. Furthermore, let's take that a step further. Why, when my time is so valuable, why, when my time is at such a, you know, it, it means so much to me, right? Why in the world would I give of my time for free? Why would I give of my time for free? After, after all, my time is valuable, 
right? My time is valuable. This time, this is, Adam, you talk about it here at DHC. It's running out. Why would I give you this, you know, precious moment for free? A lot of people say again that some people claim that, hey, related to time, I don't want to serve. I don't want to volunteer. I don't want to get plugged in the game because I don't have enough time with my family. First, first of all, I just want to tell you something is if volunteering or giving of your time for free is taking away from time with your family, you may have another issue, okay? You want to make sure to spend enough time with your family anyway. You definitely need to do that, right? Here's what I want you to know. When we give these excuses or we give these reasons, here's what I want you to know what you're saying. You're saying to yourself subconsciously in some ways that life is about you're saying that life is about you. And here's where the problem comes in. Because we have a problem. The problem is that Jesus said that life wasn't about you. And Jesus said that you should give yourself up for someone else, for someone who is different than you, for someone who is like you, for people in your community. If Jesus said that life was not about you, then why would you continually say in your life that life was about you? Whether you know you do it, or you don't. So that's probably why people don't volunteer. So then I started to ask myself a question, okay? At the end of the day then, why do people volunteer, right? Why do people serve? Why do people volunteer? First of all, this is a pretty blunt answer, and I think that we can all probably agree on this. One of the main reasons people plug in or one of the main reasons people say yes to volunteering is this. There's a need. There's a need. There's a hole. People need to work with kids. People need to stand at the sign. People need to be in the parking lot, right? There's a need. Here at Downtown Harbor Church, there's a need. They need me. Allow me to say one of the most blunt things that I will ever say from this stage. And here's what I want you to know. And some of you might even be chuckling because you know what's coming. And I, I'm probably the only local church in town that will ever admit to this, right? We are here at DHC. Here's just what I want you to know. And this is going to hit some of you square right between the eyes. This is how important this is. Because you volunteer for need. Here's what I want you to know. We don't need you. Just don't misunderstand this, okay? We don't need you. A lot of times people go, they need me. I need to plug in because they need me. There's holes. There's kids that need to be watched. I, I, I just went through it all, right? Here's, here's what I just want you to know. We do not need you. We need you, okay? But we do not need you, okay? Here's, here's the truth. This is what's so key about this. You need this. You need to plug in with people around you who are like-minded with hearts beating toward the same principle. That's why it's so important to plug in. That's why it's so important to engage. We don't need you. You need this. And I am standing up on this stage as bluntly as you can hear my voice as a living, breathing example of somebody who needed this. Somebody whose life God took as a volunteer and crafted and molded me and said, Adam, you don't need, or they don't need you. You need this. That's why it's so important to serve. Need is the first reason that people go, well, I, I volunteer, they need me. Second one's this, okay? Their significant other told them they had to. Man, it's very true. Their significant other told them, hey, you need to serve, you need to volunteer. Allow me to just tell you what this is. If you are serving or you're volunteering, whether it's at our local church or another local church or maybe it's a community organization, if this is what's going on in your life, I just want to just give you a disclaimer, right? This is what I want you to know. Bad idea, okay? 
Do not serve because someone tells you that you have to. That is never going to go well for you. You are going to burn out. You are not going to be in the game long term, right? Need. Someone tells you you have to. And then a lot of times we say this. We go, well, Jesus saved my life. A local church, right? I mean, they're there. They're, they're moving and shaking every Sunday morning, every weekend, right? I have an obligation. I have an obligation to serve. I have an obligation to put others before myself. Here's what I just want you to know about those three things, right? Another bad idea, okay? Those are bad ideas. Those are bad ideas. The local church organizations don't need you. You need this. You need to serve. It can change your life. So then we ask this question. Why should you volunteer? Why should you volunteer? This guy is sitting on a stool with a microphone telling you that it changed his life. Why should you volunteer, though? At the end of the day, at the core of what this is, why should you serve? Why should you volunteer? Why should you give yourself to a cause bigger than yourself for free? Here's why. Because Jesus said life wasn't about you. That's why. For no other reason than Jesus said that life was not about you. Go lay yourself down for someone else. That's why you should serve. That's why you should volunteer. One of the things I love is that I get to have coffees and lunches and dinners with a whole bunch of people from downtown Harbor Church. And one of the guys that I meet with consistently, we were talking about volunteering in the past couple of weeks. And he said to me, because he plugged in right away, you know what he said? He goes, why would I come to a church where I just sit and I'm a spectator? I want to engage. I want to be in the game. I want to meet people. I want to figure out who all these people are. That's what I love. That's at the core of what volunteering is. And furthermore, here's what I want you to know. The Bible, the scripture talks about how each one of you is different than someone else. How you have different gifts. In fact, the scripture says that you were gifted and should use it. That you are gifted in a different way and that you should use it. The book of 1 Corinthians says this. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. God's basically saying to you, Jesus is saying to you, hey, listen, I've gifted you in a way before you were even thought of, right? You knew that you've been gifted in some way, and you should put those gifts into, into use so that you can serve someone else, so that you can engage, so that you can help someone be better right where they're at. All that to say, let me sidebar for a second. Talking about volunteering, talking about what that looks like. Do you know the main reason you should volunteer? You know the main reason you should volunteer? It's not just to fill a need or because someone told you to or because the local church needs people. That's not it at all. You want to know the main reason you should volunteer? Each other. Each other. Because at the end of the day, Somewhere along the way, we just have to understand something is that people need people. Is that somewhere along the way, God has lined us up in some way to engage with each other. And that as we continue to serve and as you continue to volunteer, you can meet some of the best and most amazing people that you've ever met in your entire life just by looking around, just by going our hearts beat in the same direction. It's this idea that so many of us, when we volunteer, because maybe some of us are already volunteers in this room. Some of us are going to try to plug in. Maybe it's at this local church or maybe it's at an organization in our community. 
Some of us actually are so focused on our jobs and so focused on our task at hand that we forget to do something. We forget to look side to side. I got to greet. I got to make sure the donuts are here. I got to be in the parking lot. I got to work with kids. I got to walk the dogs. Whatever that is for you, right? We're so focused that we just laser focus on that and we actually forget to do something. We forget to look side to side. And you need to look side to side. At the end of the day, what if we actually realize that when we volunteer, when we understand how important this is, that we need to look side to side once in a while to see who's around us. That's the point. That's where the magic happens. That's where you can engage with and meet somebody who's different than you right where they're at, whose heart is beating in the same direction as yours, trying to serve, trying to engage with maybe a local church. But to do that, we have to do something. To do that, we have to do something a little bit different. And I'm going to say this, even though I don't necessarily mean it, I'm going to say it, right? To do that, one of the things you need to do as you serve, as you volunteer, is you need to lose your focus. You need to lose your focus. And this is dangerous for those of us who are in leadership because we're like, we don't want our volunteers losing their focus. We want them zoned in, right? But how many of you in this room are over the age of 25? In fact, if you're over the age of 25, would you just put your paw up in the air? Fantastic, great. This next example is going to work. So I could not think of anything better to illustrate what we need to do as we volunteer versus what I'm about to put on the screen. Don't put it up yet because this is so key. This is, this is a big deal, okay? Because in the mid to late 90s, okay, 95, 96, this next thing that I'm going to put on the screen made every single one of you lose your ever-loving mind, right? And in every single mall in America, there was a kiosk that had these things in that kiosk. And if you, furthermore, if you did not understand what happened in that kiosk or you couldn't get past what happened in that kiosk, you were not in this club. And you hated people who were in this club. You hated people who could figure out what I'm about to put on the screen. Because if you couldn't figure it out, like you were in therapy because of this, like there were some things that you did that you, because you couldn't figure it out. And so this drove you nuts, right? And people who could figure this out, you just hated, right? You wanted to, you wanted to strangle them. Here is what drove us nuts in the mid to late 90s that represents what I'm talking about right now, okay? Have you seen these? Okay. Do you know what this is? This is a magic eye print, okay? And you're laughing because you know it drove you nuts. And I can see them, right? Which is really cool because there is a hidden image inside of this image. There are, in fact, three triangles in that image, okay? Now, hold on a second. I'm still speaking, all right? So take this off the screen or they're never going to listen to me again. All right, here's the deal. Because you didn't get it. You get it. I know you didn't get a chance to see it. It's okay. It's all right. You can Google it. Which is what I want you to know. Volunteering is about each other. Volunteering is taking a second and looking side to side to figure out who's around you. In fact, we say it like this, volunteering isn't about you, it's about those around you. It's about going, who's to my right and who's to my left? How can I engage with them and experience less of myself? If you know anything about Downtown Harbor Church, maybe it's your first time here, or maybe you came on Easter and have come back, one of the things that you'll know at DHC is that we like to razz our parking lot guys quite a bit. Because you know what they like to do in the parking lot? Maybe you've been out there with them for you know, any length of time. They like to have conversation. They like to gab. I'm saying, people kind of get into church for the music. Can we get them in here? You know what? They're doing exactly what we want them to do. They're taking a second and they're 
talking to somebody around them and looking side to side. You're taking a minute to just engage with someone right where they're at. Less of them, more of others. Because the truth is, guys, the fact of the matter is, you don't know who's standing next to you. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know who's low. You don't know who's high. You don't know what they're going through. But I'll tell you this. I truly believe at the end of the day that God has positioned you right where you're at for a reason. And when you engage with the local church, specifically when you engage with the local church to volunteer, something magic can happen through what God does through your life. Here's what I just want you to think about for a second. Think about this because this is so key, right? What if someone's life was changed because of you? What if God had you right where you're at, strategically positioned so that you could engage with someone right where they were at and someone's life was changed because of you? Think about the potential there. Think about the possibility there. What if someone's life was changed because of you? Romans chapter 12 says this. It says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I'm going to put a picture on the screen in just a second. Because I told you that I started as a volunteer in a local church. In fact, I would not be on this stage today had I not started as a volunteer all those years ago. And one of the things that happened in my life is I got a chance to engage with people um, who would lead volunteers. And we put together a complete structure in place for volunteers who led other volunteers. Well, in 2006, this is a picture. That's me right there, Okay. I know, she married me. Sometimes I wonder why. But in this picture is where a lot of our volunteers and those who led volunteers. And we got away together and just dreamt about the future. And this was a whitewater rafting trip that was taken in August of 2006. And you know something that's interesting about this is that these people still to this day engage with each other. They still lift each other up. They still pray for each other. All of us might not even live in the same area anymore, but we all kind of made a commitment that we were going to be there for each other no matter what. And I love to watch some of these people still engage with and still interact with each other. It's powerful. It's emotional. But do you know why? Do you know why? Because they said yes to giving of their time for free. That's why. So what's the practical? At Downtown Harbor Church every single week, we put this on the screen. We put this word on the screen so that you can know exactly what to do on Monday based on what you've heard on Sunday. What's the practical, right? The first one is this. It's very simple. First one, sign up to volunteer, okay? Remember how I told you we didn't need you? We do. So sign up to volunteer. There's those little stupid cards that the churches have to put out because they're there. Take one. Check the box. Someone on our team will contact you. It's not because, don't miss this, not because of need, because it's one of the best things that you can ever do. It's one of the best things that you could ever do with your life. I am a living, walking, breathing example of a changed life because of volunteering. We don't need you even though we do, right? Go, just sign up. I'm like overflowing with passion right now. Like it's just coming out of all my pores. Okay, I'm excited. And then kind of understand that someone's life could be changed because of you. You know that? Think about that. You never know who's going to walk by you as you're 
helping load some of our gear out or maybe working with kids downstairs or maybe greeting somebody on the way in or maybe it's somebody who's just standing next to you and is a fellow volunteer and you don't realize what they're going through and all of a sudden that one conversation that goes how you doing turns into more of a deep detailed conversation to go you know really not so good I could sure use somebody right now someone's life could be changed because of you and then at the end of the day it's just a very simple practical it's understand who wins because do you know who wins when you sign up to volunteer do you know who wins when you say yes to getting in the game for free do you know who wins because really there's a lot of people who could win along that process but you know who really wins you you're the one who wins we just say it like this it's wisest to invest bigger in the life of someone else because there is so much for you to gain it has nothing to do with us it doesn't even really have anything to do with the local church it is all about God using you right where you're at and your life can be changed your life can be different because when you say yes to pouring into the life and heart of someone else you can be different you can be changed your heart is open bigger God works through you in a different way you 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 are the one who's changed that's why and what I love about it is Jesus doesn't even say that but I believe he knew that's why he told us to serve put others before yourself because you are the one who wins in the end let me pray for us father thank you so much for who you are thank you for what you do in our lives and God we just humbly tell you that we love you regardless of all our stuff regardless of all our baggage we leave it at the door and we just come to you Lord and we tell you that we love you we tell you that we humbly just believe that you are who you say that you are and God I just pray that you would allow people in this room or who are hearing this message engage with you allow them to engage with you in a different way allow them to engage with you God some of them for the first time for free by serving someone else by serving other people Lord God, we love you. Jesus, we give you our whole heart. And we know you'll be so quick to hear and answer this prayer, God. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.